Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Good morning. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kara Carper, a licensed nutritionist. I have a master's degree in holistic health. And today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We are going to look at the nutritional connection to infertility and other lifestyle habits that are connected to infertility today. And co-hosting with me, I'm super excited to be in the studio with my colleague and dear friend, Leah Wetzel. Leah is also a licensed nutritionist and a certified nutrition specialist. And Leah and I have both worked with many clients who were struggling to conceive. Uh, Leah, thanks for joining me this morning. It's great to be in here with you today. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see your smiling face this morning. <laughs> you know, um, we're going to share with our listeners a number of reasons that a couple may experience infertility. Yes. You know, and one question that I often get from clients who are hoping to get pregnant is, does my diet affect my chances of getting pregnant? That's a really good question. And I would have to say yes. You know, but as nutritionists, I I think all of the health is affected by what we're eating, of course. You know, as to question regarding if a woman's diet can affect pregnancy, you know, we should look at some of the research of how food choices affect fertility. And groundbreaking research in the Nurses Health Study it's indicated really good. Yeah, really that, good study. Oh, that's the Nurses Health Study is excellent if you have not heard of that. And that study indicated that nutrients from our diet can indeed help women avoid one of the most common causes of infertility. And that most common cause is the problem that's associated with ovulation. Right. No surprise there. You might be asking, well, who did the research? You know, what did they find? Well, the research came out of the Harvard School of Public Health. It was led by one of our favorite people and researchers. <laughs> we refer to him frequently, Dr. Walter Willett. It was co-authored by Dr. Jorge Chavarro. Yeah, one of the biggest takeaways from this research was how fats and oils affect fertility. As a nutritionist, this does not really surprise me because, you know, for the past 20 years or so at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we have been teaching about the importance of eating healthy natural fats for health and also for fertility. And Leah, I, we're going to talk more about this, but if people are listening and just tuning in and they're hearing natural fats, yeah. they might not know what that means. And basically what we're referring to are fats that are not processed in a factory. Exactly. <laughs> natural. So right. butter, coconut oil, olive oil, avocados, yeah, things those, like that, mm -hmm. olives, nuts and seeds. And we'll talk more about that. But yep. yeah, natural fats are important for fertility and much of the information about the importance of eating natural fats came from the work of Weston A. Price. So this is just a little interesting nutrition story. Back in the 1930s, uh, there was a dentist named Dr. Weston A. Price, and he studied the primitive people throughout the world to observe their health and also their fertility. So he was kind of just researching what they were eating, what their lifestyle habits were, 
And then based on that, what was their health like and what were the fertility rates like and the rates of conception? Yeah. And when he looked at the fertility practices among those primitive cultures, he observed that every one of those primitive cultures valued one or more of what they considered sacred foods. These sacred foods were considered important for both women and for men to eat at least six months before Mm. their consumption six months before the conception okay so kind of just like a period where people are just preparing their bodies right they're getting their bodies ready for conception and men and women right isn't that interesting both of consideration yep we'd like to share what the sacred foods of some of these different cultures were So, for example, in Switzerland, it was butter. So this isn't too far out, you know. It was grass-fed butter, butter coming from um, animals that were pasture-raised. That's a really, really great source of a natural fat. And it's saturated fat. Right. And that's really important as well. For fertility. fertility. Yeah. In another primitive culture, the sacred food was fish heads stuffed with oats and chopped with cod livers. For other groups, the sacred food was fish eggs. So those are maybe not as common as grass-fed butter. (laughs) uh, South Sea Islanders, um, again, of both genders, consumed oil from fermented shark livers. So fermented shark liver oil, that might not sound very appetizing, but (laughs) I mean, these primitive people understood that in order to have the best rate of fertility, and also to have a healthy baby. Right. They needed to be eating foods that were high in nutrients like this. And it really seemed that all of these cultures understood that both women and men needed more natural fats in their diets. So I think, do you feel like there's sometimes a misconception in our country, or I don't know if it's just our country, but like oh, focus totally. on the female. Exactly. What's the female doing? Exactly. And if we look at the, you know, the issues with infertility, you know, yes, yeah, 60% maybe is female-based infertility, but 40%. That's pretty high, 40%. Yes, is for men, Mm -hmm. right? And so these sacred foods were nutrient-dense animal foods with high levels of fat-soluble vitamins, and these special sacred foods were high in vitamin A, vitamin D, and vitamin K2. Mm. Yep, again, all fat-soluble, great vitamins. Yep. What was the benefit of eating butter or... The oil from fermented shark livers. Well, these primitive cultures understood that the father-to-be would produce healthy sperm and the mother would avoid ovulation problems, again, which is the most common reason for infertility. And then they would both be preparing their bodies, and specifically the mother would prepare her body by having all of these nutrients to have a healthy fetus growing inside. Right. So if you're interested in learning more about Dr. Weston A. Price's work, and especially the details of how deficiencies in vitamin A affect pregnancy and conception, we recommend that you order his book, Nutrients and Physical Degeneration. Isn't it such a great book, yeah. too? I haven't read it from cover to cover, but... I know, but for have, certain... I mean, he covers so much in those books and different yeah, conditions. And, we yeah. have that in our office. That's a really good book. Again, yes. nutrition... Yeah. And Physical Degeneration by Dr. Weston A. Price. Right. And Dr. Price found that a deficiency in vitamin A in lab animals created spontaneous miscarriages, eye defects, deafness, nervous system problems, and a variety of other physical problems as well. 
That's pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. We don't hear a lot about vitamin A. Right, right. But it's very, very important for fertility. Uh, because of my personal experience with asthma, as I've shared many times on the show, I'm always interested in learning more about what can affect our lungs. And Dr. Price found that children whose mothers received vitamin A supplements had better lung function compared to those children's mothers who were given a placebo. Children whose mothers received plant-based beta-carotene did not experience any benefits. Kit, do you mind if we talk about that for yes. just a minute here? I think that's a good idea. If I feel like if we kind of gloss over that, people might not understand the fully the difference. Yeah. So, because you hear a lot about vitamin A, and what is the Leah? What is the vegetable that people always think about when they hear vitamin A? Carrots. Carrots. Yeah. Now, carrots are great, right. but that's a source of beta carotene, yep. which is a precursor to the actual vitamin A, yep. the fat soluble one that we've been talking about that is so important yep. when it comes to trying to conceive. Exactly. Right. And and some people don't do a really good job of converting that beta carotene into the active vitamin A mm-hmm. you know, genetic you know, reasons could be part of it or other nutrient deficiencies could be part of it. Sure. Um, There's a lot of factors. Right. So an active form, you know, to get the vitamin A would be like, as we were talking about like butter or, you know, additionally, it could be cod liver oil. Sure. Great, great sources source. of vitamin A. I often recommend that for women that are trying to conceive. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank you. You know, it would seem that vitamin A we know is an important nutrient for fertility and for the fetus. So, um, you know, what foods are high in it? You had just mentioned a couple. Liver also is very high in vitamin A. And in the past, I mean, you hear about families who would used to eat liver, onions, and bacon at least once a week. Yep. You don't hear about that today very much. So people are probably wondering how, how else can I get vitamin A? And, Again, that pasture-fed or pasture-raised animal for butter, that's a really important one. And then cod liver oil. Yeah. So, and that's something that anybody has access to. Exactly. And, you know, I would have to put a shout out for our cod liver oil, the Mega 3 Care that we carry at our office. It really doesn't have that fishy bite after you you consume it. Mm-hmm. My kids love it. They'll both like, li- yeah. like they line up and I give them their teaspoon of god liver oil every morning that's great my daughter takes that as well yeah it's, it's got a, a little lemon flavor i use that a lot for people that don't like fish for one and don't like cod liver oil it tastes like fish or kids or it's the great, yeah great, great suggestion well it's break time already all right let's go to our first break all right so you're listening to dishing up nutrition today's discussion is about some possible causes of infertility and some very practical solutions I want to share one of our nutritional solutions with you right now. Sleep at least seven and a half hours most nights. However, for best fertility, it's actually better to get eight and a half to nine hours of sleep for both men and women. If you are having troubles with sleep, as nutritionists, we specialize in helping you develop good sleeping habits. You know, to set up an appointment with one of our uh, dietitians or nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, please call our office today at 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We understand that most people change their habits in phases, especially when it comes to eating habits. 
you know, phase one, people might take a class. So they get the information, they learn, and then they practice. Phase two, after a few weeks, they're ready to learn more. So they might meet individually with, say, their nutritionist. So again, they're they're still learning. Right. They're getting more information and they're they continue to practice. Phase three. So what that looks like in phase three, you know, maybe that's a few months down the road. Again, they're ready to learn more. So maybe they listen to a dishing up nutrition podcast. Right. They listen, they learn and practice. So learning about nutrition and health, it's not a one time and you're done experience. It takes time. It takes practice to achieve your personal success. And we do have a couple great seminars that I would like to talk about. They're two, they're Saturday seminars and they're coming up this fall. The food connection to ADHD seminar that's in September. The menopause survival seminar is in November. So those are wonderful seminars for you to attend and learn. And you can get more information on our website, which is weightandwellness.com. You can look up dates, times, and more information. And those are really popular seminars. They don't come around super frequent. So Right, maybe a few times a year. (laughs) Yeah, so So if that interests you, I would jump at that opportunity. Yeah, they're pretty great. Because um, people always say, oh, the menopause seminar, I missed it. When's the next one? And it might be a few months down the road. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, honestly, so I, you know, we both are on this journey, right? You know, and I've been practicing nutrition in my life for over 20 years now. And I still, yeah, I still make it a, a point of learning and making mm-hmm. efforts of, you know, making sure I have my food prepared. It's an ongoing learning process isn't it it's a great point like this whole phase one phase two phase three that's not just for all of you that are listening yeah it's for we're doing that as well yes got to practice what you preach yeah yeah and it's a constant learning and practice experience exactly and all of these tools that we offer really really do help make it applicable uh, Mm -hmm. for everyday life yeah and reasons why you make that commitment to preparing your foods and cooking your foods and eating healthy. And I think one great thing about nutritional weight and wellness is that we don't just tell people what to do. Yeah. Like in our classes and on our podcasts, our goal at least is to give the whys and the reason behind it. Yep. And then we help with practical solutions of how can we make this happen on a, yeah, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So good stuff. Before break, uh, just to kind of recap, we were really talking quite a bit about vitamin A and the importance of the really, I'll call it the pure vitamin A, yep. uh, which is going to work much better when it comes to fertility compared to the beta carotene form. And so we were just mentioning cod liver oil is a great way to be getting that vitamin A. Yes, an easy way to do that. Yeah. You know, and it seems like the work of Dr. Weston A. Price established that primitive cultures understood that both men and women needed to eat sacred foods to ensure fertility and to have these healthy fetuses. You know, and too, like going back to today's Western uh, diet culture, a lot of this, these nutrients are lacking, you know, in, in our, our modern day diets, mm-hmm. right? We call it the Western diet yes. or... Right. Some people refer to it as the SAD diet, yep, exactly. the standard American diet. Yep. It doesn't have a lot of these saturated fats. It doesn't have That's a lot true. of healthy sources of vitamin A, vitamin D, yeah. and K2. They're missing. 
Right, right. So no surprise that the rates of infertility actually have increased as people are eating a more standard kind of processed food diet. So what has modern day research found about what foods support fertility? Well, Dr. Walter Willett and Dr. Jorge Chavarro discovered, much to their surprise, that high-fat dairy products support ovulation. So this is very similar to, you know, what the primitive people were eating in Switzerland. Like, they were eating butter to support fertility, especially butter from cows that were grass-fed. And heavy cream is wonderful. Full-fat sour cream, full-fat cream cheese. So just notice we're saying... You know, don't get the low fat stuff. You really want to get the full fat. That's where the vitamins are. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and this is really going against that low fat message, which has been taught to us for the past, I would say over 50 years. The Harvard School of Public Health has found that full fat dairy products were good for fertility, while skim milk and sodas were really bad for fertility. Although these are are countless books offering advice about diet and fertility, as a nutritionist, I respect the quality of the research provided by the Nurses' Health Study and that uh, presented by Dr. Jorge, how do you say his last name? Oh, that's a tough one. Jorge Chavarro. Chavarro, yeah. yeah. And Dr. Walter Willett. And their research starts with the very core of nutrition, healthy animal fats coming from dairy products. So if you're like many of our clients and listeners, you may have a fear of fat. That may just be something that has been kind of drilled into you to avoid foods that contain animal fats. Right. Uh, So you might really need to take some baby steps to make some small changes. So for example, if you're used to drinking soy lattes, let's just say you thought, oh, I should really avoid half and half or heavy cream, because of the high fat content, you know, um, it's time to switch over. Yeah. We're, we're saying this is a good thing. Go to go to your coffee shop. Here's what I do. I just say, excuse me, do you have heavy cream? Yep. And they take it out of the fridge and they give me a funny look. I know, right? <laughs> and I pour my own heavy cream. Yep. It tastes delicious. I know it. And that's got those fat-soluble nutrients. Exactly. That's exactly what I do. Too, you do? <laughs> yeah. Or another thing for those sort of examples is I bring my own fat. So I'll put like real canned, like the heavy coconut milk, uh-huh. the real stuff, not the carton stuff. Sure, sure. And I'll put that in the bottom of my mug and then I'll have like, like don't clean it out. I want my coffee on top of that. Oh, you're very organized. I should that, start yeah. doing that. Bring You're yes. really supposed to bring your own mug anyway to the coffee oh, shops. Yeah, right. I haven't graduated to that yet (laughs) and I think that's a great advice Cara of just baby steps I know a lot of clients that I work with have a lot of fear of adding all you know a lot more fat into their diet where they're so we've been fed so long this low fat message that they're really afraid of uh, what may happen if they do Mm -hmm. that I say let's start where you feel most comfortable with these whole real healthy fats right like if somebody doesn't maybe enjoy coconut right as a fat Maybe you just start with butter. Exactly. Or the heavy cream Instead that we were Instead of doing the about. margarines. Like, let's start there. Yeah. And then evolve this as we go. Um, so, and that's, you know, exactly too, I would say, is how I evolve my eating habits as well. Um, and back when mm-hmm. I was young, my younger years, for example, I used to drink lots of fruit juice. And, you know, eventually I, I 
realized and learned that all of that really was just as bad as drinking soda full of sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of the root causes that was causing my lung inflammation, which, you know, explained my wheezing and um, hard time breathing. And I made a switch to drinking predominantly a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And guess what? One of the, I would say one of the many benefits of what helped me get rid of my asthma and have no more wheezing. Uh, and once in a while, you know, really, I know some clients have a struggle with just drinking plain water all day long. You know, mm-hmm. I add things to my water to mix it up a little bit, to add a little bit of essence of flavor. So this yeah. time of year, one of my favorite things to do um, is uh, I like water generally a little bit more cold in the summer is I'll add like lemon or lime or mint or cucumber or orange to my water kind of infuse it. And I just, I feel like Mm -hmm. it goes down so smooth when I do that. I'm the same way. I mean, sometimes you just want to mix it up a little bit and have a little bit of flavor and, Um, you know, we don't promote a ton of the carbonated beverages, yeah. but I will have like one flavored LaCroix yes. with dinner yep. and that counts towards your water intake and it's a great replacement from a sugary drink. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, guess what? We're already in our next break time. All right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you today by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, here's another nutritional solution for increasing fertility and overall health. Avoid all processed foods containing refined vegetable oils such as soybean oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil, and canola oil. Instead, choose foods containing olive oil or avocado oil. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Is it time to learn more about your healthy eating or refresh your current knowledge and commitment? We have a variety of locations available to you to take our 12-week Nutrition for Weight Loss series. So you spend an hour each week learning and then practicing every day and feeling great all month. You can call 651-699-3438 to get more information, to sign up. You can also go to our website, weightandwellness.com, and you can get more information on the locations and the start dates of all of those upcoming series. It's a really great series. And with that, too, you get appointments with nutritionists. You get two one-hour appointments. So you get that yeah. individual <clears throat> attention and figure out what works best for you. And then you get that mm-hmm. weekly support. It's great. I think in both are really important. You know, you have that accountability piece from your cohort you know, the, your other class members yeah. and people share ideas yeah. in the classes. So plus that one-on-one attention, it's, it's a great package right. really. Um, also, we wanted to just mention, I, sorry, we haven't given, given out our number today, yeah. but if you have any questions or comments, please give us a call in the studio, 651-641-1071. And we're happy to take your calls. And so before break, we were talking while well, Leah was sharing her story about having asthma yes. and, you know, just switching over from like a more sugary drink to water. Yep. And that inflammation in your lungs got better. really decreased. Yep. So you kind of have to ask yourself, how can I break away from eating, you know, these higher sugar foods, right. which an example of a higher sugar food would be a fat free yogurt. Yes. So unfortunately, you know, those it's those fat free yogurts 
they're typically either high in sugar or artificial sweeteners. Exactly. Exactly. So you have to be careful for that. The fat gives the flavor, so then you have to add in a lot more sugar or artificial sugar. Yeah. So you want to eat it. When they take the fat out, they have to try to make it taste good with something. Exactly. So so we want to be switching over, you know, avoid the fat-free yogurts that are sweetened and switch to a full-fat plain yogurt. And if you remember that research we were talking about from Harvard Public Health, found that full-fat dairy products supported ovulation. And again, the most common cause of infertility is problems with ovulation. Mm -hmm. So if you have a desire to have a baby in the future, maybe just making this one nutritional change is something, that's something you can do today. You can just stop buying and eating the low-fat or fat-free foods and just switch over, start eating full-fat dairy products. Right. So get rid of the skim milk, even the 2%, you know, and switch over to whole milk. Stop buying the low-fat cheese and buy the full-fat cheese. If you can find it, you know, from grass-fed cows, that's even better. Yes. It, I guess it just really depends on where you're shopping, but... We definitely want to be at least going for the full fat dairy yep. products. Yep, I think that's that's great advice. Here's another idea too, you know, to avoid the egg beaters and just eat or just eating the egg whites and eating the whole egg from a free range or pastured chicken to get the best nutrients for you and for your baby. There's a lot a lot of nutrients in the egg yolk for fertility. You know, it's so funny. I've heard about um, people who they kind of do the opposite and they would like throw the egg whites away. Oh, funny. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to focus on one part of the egg. Yeah. It's the yolk that is the the most nutrient dense that has those fat soluble vitamins. Yes. Yes. That's funny. That's great. (laughs) Right. Why do you think good fat supports fertility? Well, it's all about how your cells function. And one reason the fats that you eat are so important is because the cell membranes in our body are made up of fat. Mm-hmm. And each membrane around our cell is made up or should be made up of good, healthy fats. So here's kind of the breakdown of the fat on our cell membranes, again, which cover every cell of our body. Right. Half of the cell membrane contains saturated fat. So we're going to get that from butter, heavy cream, bacon fat, and lard. Okay, so what you just said was 50% (laughs) of your cells in your body need saturated fat. Yes. For health. Yes. So we do need a lot of saturated fat to support our cell membrane, which really is made up of 50% saturated fats. That's amazing. A quarter of the membrane is made up of monounsaturated fat. We would get monounsaturated fats from olive oil, avocados, avocado oil, and maybe like macadamia nuts. The other one quarter of the cell membrane is made up of polyunsaturated fat. So we will get polyunsaturated fats from a variety of nuts. And so if you grab a handful of nuts, that's typically going to be a good healthy oil. But we have to talk about those unhealthy polyunsaturated fats yes we do because those are are they're everywhere right Leah? they are it's hard to avoid them 
So just because you heard the word polyunsaturated doesn't mean that's always healthy because corn oil, Mm -hmm. soybean oil, cottonseed, and even canola oil, those are not good oils. They actually, when we consume them, they can damage our cell membranes. So think about that. The cell membrane becomes weak and fragile. It might actually become kind of stiff Mm -hmm. instead of flexible. And that really can impair the communication between the cells. So, you know, to have good conception, our cells need to be talking to each other and have, you know, we need cell membranes that are flexible and healthy. Exactly. So if you if you think about this, the sperm cells and the egg cells are not communicating. Yes. So that's really that's kind of a long explanation of how healthy fats play a really big role Huge. in conception. And, and kind of going back again to, to nuts, which are a great source of, of what we want for the polyunsaturated fats. I mean, best consumed, you know, in, in its most natural state, like the raw or, you know, even better sprouted. But mm-hmm. a lot of them are, are coated in oils, like the, the vegetable oils of some sort. And the, the nuts. Heat, yeah. Yes, and they're heated really hot. So, Um, Nuts are great, but, you know, ideally to have them, you know, without the oils on them. Do you usually just have your clients look at the labels? I do. When they, let's say they go to Trader Joe's. Yes. They're looking for nuts. You have them look at the label and ingredients. Avoid the ones, the nuts that are roasted in an oil. Yes. Like anything that's any sort of polyunsaturate for sure. Yes. Yes. I I think that's great advice. You know, I know some of you are thinking, what about medical treatment? Sure, medical treatments can sometimes override deficiencies, but medical approaches are not always successful and they can have unwanted side effects. And in addition, these medical treatments, they're very expensive. They are. I've had several friends who have gone through these medical treatments and, um, you know, we won't spend too much time talking about this, but not only is it expensive, it's... (laughs) It's kind of can be hard physically on the body yep. and emotionally and emotionally mm-hmm. it affects the whole family. So it's a really just it's a really big commitment. Right. And unfortunately, really, the medical treatments only work about one fourth of the time. Right. Eating more good, healthy fats. There are no downsides to that. So let's say you might be thinking that's really expensive to pay seven dollars a pound for grass fed butter. Well, you know, medical infertility treatments are very expensive. Right. So investing in some healthy fats is just a very proactive way. Exactly. To heal the body. Yeah. And I have a client currently who actually is now in her third trimester, which is really great, who struggled Uh with infertility for many years and had gone through IVF therapy, I think, four times and had four miscarriages. Oh, wow. And then I started working with her has been four years ago now and she and her husband too i work with both of them okay have evolved their diet to eating really like a lot of what we talk about the healthy fat dishing up nutrition the healthy fats um getting a lot more of those really good fertility vitamins in her diet mm-hmm. um well, that's wonderful and getting rid of sugars what a great and, story yeah it's really great that she's been able to now yeah conceive successfully naturally yeah yeah wonderful yeah 
So we know about one in seven couples struggle with infertility. Nutrition isn't typically a quick fix as we find it may take two or three years to change your nutritional status from very deficient to optimal for conception. Hmm. Just kind of as I explained, it took some time for my client um, you know, several years uh, to successfully conceive. Um, but it's really interesting to note that most infertility occurs in men and women who are either hmm. underweight or who are overweight. Okay. I think that's important that you had said it's not always a quick fix. Yeah. And it can be. So don't let that, you know, scare you from trying right. this. Right. A lot of people have... a you know, shorter time frame. They're like, Oh, I would really love to get pregnant in the next six months to a year. And you know, that can happen. Right. But we also want to just say that sometimes kind of changing the nutritional status of the body could take longer than that. Right. And in two, if you think out in the future, maybe in three or four years, you're interested in having kids. This is the time now too to make a point. Great point. It's never too early. It's never too early and it's never too late to make these changes. Right. Well, we're time for break again. You were listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Here is one final uh, nutritional solution for you today to improve your fertility. Replace all of your low-fat dairy products with full-fat ones. So as we were talking about earlier, drink whole milk rather than skim milk. Eat 4% cottage cheese rather than low-fat cottage cheese. Eat full-fat yogurt instead of low-fat or no-fat yogurt. Eat full-fat ice cream rather than low-fat ice, low-fat sherbet. Eat heavy whipping cream in your, and use that in your coffee instead of soy milk, skim, or 2% milk. Eat full-fat cream cheese and use full-fat sour cream. That really sounds pretty simple to me. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Joanne and Cassie are going to be co-hosting the show next Saturday with the attention-grabbing title, Slow Metabolism, The Bread Connection. I can't wait to hear that. That'll be a good show. (laughs) You don't want to miss that one. Now, if you found our discussion on fertility today interesting, I encourage you to share the podcast with friends or family members. Infertility is a very common problem. Approximately 14% of couples in the United States have difficulty getting pregnant and or staying pregnant, which is really that's what the definition of infertility is. (laughs) Right, right. Yes. And uh, while we were on break, we had a caller call in and and, uh, was driving. So she wanted to stay on the line. Uh, She had a question in reference to what is a good alternative if we're going to cut away from sugars and cut away from um, artificial sweeteners. She was wondering how uh, something like stevia would be for pregnancy. Um, and I would say that that it would be a good option. Um, I think tr- the the quality of the stevia, like a raw stevia sourcing, the one that uh, we often recommend is sweet leaf stevia. Mm-hmm. And they have the stevia drops or, or granulated stevia. A little bit of that goes a long way. It's very, very sweet. Um, yeah, sweet, and, much sweeter than actual sugar. Yes. Yep, exactly. You know, so a little bit, you know, sometimes um, if I'm looking for something different, I'll add a little bit of that to, um, you know, maybe a tea in the afternoon. Um, do you like the powder or the no, liquid I, drops? I do more of the liquid drops, okay. I would say. Um, so, I, you know, I would say a little bit of that while pregnant, you know, I think would be just mm-hmm. fine. 
Yeah, I like that as well. Earlier in the show, you were talking about water and yeah, you know how it's important to get water in as the main beverage. Yep. And sometimes I will add like some vanilla cream, just a few drops of vanilla cream, the liquid stevia that we sell at our office. Yes. And it just, for some reason, I end up drinking a little bit more water throughout the day. Yeah, I do that with clients too. So. And then we also talked earlier about, well, we want to eat our full fat dairy products and full fat plain yogurt, which I get yeah. whenever I talk about that with clients or in classes, people <laughs> are like, ooh, that's so bitter. Uh-huh. You know, when we're so used to the high sugar flavored low fat yogurts, you know, I'll have clients um, when they're making that transition put a little bit of that that uh, different flavored drop stevia of, of sure. their preference. They have all sorts of different flavors. Vanilla, That's a great idea. Chocolate. Just put a few drops in that plain full fat yogurt yes. and stir it up. Makes a big difference. Yeah, and maybe put some berries on there as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's a good option. Yeah. If you've been living on a low fat or a no fat, we'll just call it a starvation eating plan, because that's really what it is. It ends up to be extremely low calorie right. when people are eating low fat, no fat. You most likely are lacking the optimal nutrition to conceive. So at the same time, we understand that if you've been eating a lot of high carbohydrate foods, such as bread, pasta, crackers, chips, you might have something called insulin resistance or PCOS. That's polycystic ovarian syndrome. Right. And that insulin resistance is interfering with the good cell communication that we talked about that earlier. So simply put, the sperm in the egg can't hook up <laughs> when there's <laughs> when there hilarious. is not good cell communication, which unfortunately is often the case with insulin resistance and PCOS. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. So if you're experiencing infertility, have you ever connected your lack of sleep to your infertility. You know, I find this so interesting. Sleep is a major lifestyle factor that really does make a difference. And Dr. Matthew Walker said in his book, Why We Sleep. And didn't we have, we had a podcast. Yeah, or we have I was a podcast. on with Carolyn and Dar. That's we did a I book thought. review for his, it's a fascinating book. So yes. yeah, we recommend if you want to listen to a whole show about sleep, yeah, to go back and find that with Doc, Dr. Matthew Walker in the book Why We Sleep. But sleep is the foundation of good health, of course, alongside a good diet and exercise. But every major system, tissue, and organ of the body is going to suffer when you're not sleeping enough. Right. So I really like this statement: No aspect of your health can retreat at the sign of sleep loss and escape unharmed. Like water from a burst pipe in your home, the effects of sleep deprivation will seep into every nook and cranny of biology down into your cells, even altering your most fundamental self, your DNA. That's amazing. Yeah, it's so true, though. We we can't just not sleep and expect that we're going to be able to function and be healthy. It is rare that I, you know, through a, a consultation that I don't talk about sleep with somebody. It's always brought up for one reason or another in relation to yeah. every aspect of our health, like we just talked about. Weight. Yep. Infertility. Chronic disease. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. And research out of the University of Chicago Sleep Center found that men who reported sleeping too little had 29% lower sperm count than men who obtained a full and restful night of sleep. (laughs) Can you say that again? That's amazing. 
So uh, this is research from the University of Chicago and Sleep Center found that men who reported sleeping too little had a 29% lower sperm count than those who obtained a full night and restful sleep at night. How interesting. Super interesting. Males who lacked sleep also had notably lower testosterone levels. Men with lower testosterone levels often feel tired, lack focus, and have less muscle mass. Women who work swing shift or have erratic schedules were 80% more likely to have uh, subfertility and which reduced their ability to get pregnant. Hmm. So, so both men and women. Right. Again, we you know sometimes just focus on the health and the lifestyle of the female. Right. But in this case, it's almost 30% lower sperm count with a man who's not sleeping a full yeah. night. And a lot of, you know, again, male with my male clients, it's often, you know, the sleep is, is the last thing they want to do. They got to get all their stuff done. You know, they're, yeah. they don't really prioritize sleep. I think it's important. But. Right. And maybe, you know, getting six hours, drinking a lot of coffee to get through the day, things yes. like that. Right. If you're struggling with infertility issues, could it be as simple as you just need more sleep? And we would suggest Eight and a half to nine hours of sleep most nights. Yep. Consider the number of people, the number of hours that people in primitive cultures slept. So if you think about, I always, before electricity, yes, <laughs> they would fall asleep at approximately 9 p.m. and wake up at 6 a.m. If you add that up, that's nine hours of sleep. Yes. And as nutritionists, we can help you with your sleep issues. We can help you uh, get the, enough of the correct fats, and we can help you learn how to avoid bad fats. We can also help you include a good source of vitamin A. Each person has individual needs, and each nutrition plan has should address those unique needs. And the research from the Nurses Health Study, one of the largest and longest-running studies of women's health, shows that what you eat how active you are, and that key lifestyle factors like sleep can dramatically affect your fertility. So it really makes sense that what you eat is going to affect your ability to get pregnant and stay pregnant. Right. And millions of dollars have been spent on the development of reproductive technologies. There's not a lot of attention and money that's focused on diet and fertility. Right. And look at, as we showed today, how important these pieces are mm -hmm. to promote that. And so I think it's really time to shift the financial support to nutrition therapy and nutrition research. It's something that I think everyone should be thinking about. Right. Yes, definitely. You know, and our goals at Nutrition and Weight Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real foods. It's a simple yet powerful message Eating real foods is truly life-changing. And I want to thank everyone today for listening. Thank you, Kara. Yeah. Thank you, Leah. And thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.